Rick Michael is a freelance script consultant who has developed scripts for television and radio programmes and was formerly head of development at production company Baby Cow in Manchester. Rick joined me in the studio to talk about the perfect script. You're through the night with Rick Michael. I'm with Maria. Maria, you wanted a request for a little bit of love through the night. And this one's going out to you and all the football widows. OK, I'm ready. Rick, I want to start from the perspective of someone who's got an idea for a script. OK, if you're a writer and you have an idea, obviously the most important thing is finding the right production company to go to. So the first thing is get on the web and have a look at who does what and what format they want it in. At Baby Cow, we liked 10 pages of script and a synopsis. If we could see it was an idea and we could see in 10 pages that you had made us laugh or set up a character, then we'd want to see more. Don't write 500 pages or a full series and just hope for the best. And look at your idea and think where it could possibly fit in. If it's utterly groundbreaking and utterly out there, brilliant but you've got to find producers and script editors you can work with there and you have to show your own credibility so what i do is we take ideas and it's a very simple calculation do we like it if we like it can we sell it if we sell it can we make it so when when someone's actually writing a script or putting stuff together how much influence do the production companies have in developing that, what are production companies looking for? Is there kind of, Does it go through fashionable phases? How, how does it work? Oh, things always go through phases. In terms of comedy, it's been very difficult to make mockumentaries since The Office. The Cup, that's from Hartshead Films, that's just been on BBC Two, is really the first national series since then. And obviously dark comedy comes into fashion, things like uh, League of Gentlemen and Nighty Night, and now fluffy comedy. So Gavin and Stacey probably would have been less popular five years ago, whereas Nighty Night wouldn't have been commissioned now. In terms of influence, it, it often depends on the experience of the writer. But, you know, production company development producers, we're very similar to editors in literature. We work with you. It's a question for us of finding your voice and your talent, which, which sounds very noble, but I've always believed that you don't go to a writer, that's wrong, set it in 1850. You go, why have you done that? Make, make the writers think. So think about all aspects of your writing. Because when things are on television, they're magnified in terms of every second will be looked at, will be pulled apart. Think of it more as poetry than theatre. When you're writing it, look at every character, every interaction. And if you can justify it and it's funny, or it's great drama, or it's a story that moves along, then you're giving a production company something to work with. Are there any guidelines that you can suggest to people, are there kind of templates that people can pick up on the web, or books that people should read? Have a look at bbc.co.uk forward slash writers room, or tap in the writers room uh, for BBC. It's a fantastic resource, and gives you some great tips there are also good writing schemes run through the Arts Council for talent at Channel 4 and through, um, I think really there's some, there's, it's what suits you. There'll be workshops aimed at drama, aimed at comedy, aimed at features. Again, just as you've got to find a production company, you can look at those generic resources, but the broadcasters are there to help because if you bring your idea to them and it's the next big thing, they've struck gold. You only need one thing to work and you can start calling the shots. So look at the right. I always say to people, look at the writer's room 
Look at the Radio Times, look at the Guardian Guide, see who's writing what and see how they write it. Are there any events or any kind of networks? Well, yeah, obviously my, my, most of my experience and certainly recent experience is in comedy. But you have websites such as Four Laughs run through Conquer Media and Channel 4, which is a great forum and gives opportunity to new comedy writers. And I think you can find them, although I'm always wary of forums... I think public forums, and this is just my opinion, tend to be too full of people who talk about what they're going to do rather than doing it and are fantastic barroom critics, whereas what we want are the people that go out and do it. So find your competitions. If you go through everything from the BFI website, the um, if you go through British Council, Arts Council, BFI, BBC, Channel 4, ITV, all the major ones, these will then link you through to regional competitions or call up your arts council, your city council, and more importantly, your regional screen agency. You know, in the northwest, you've got Northwest Vision and Media, who are a fantastic resource. They're really proactive and they provide some great opportunities for individuals. When you receive a script and, and, or a script idea, what are the most common mistakes Common mistakes, specifically with comedy, the most common mistake is it not being funny. And it's certainly not having any jokes in the first five or six pages. Imagine your punchlines are like lampposts and you're walking down a dark street. Make it funny. The most common mistakes are, firstly, people not spell-checking or grammar-checking. That is very important, that your grammar and spelling are up up to scratch. So have a look at that. The second one is people getting their own characters' names wrong. Unbelievable. They'll send you a script and it will have the characters' names will change halfway through it. Or that they will send you something that is obviously just ripped off. You know, we're here to check that. Um, I think common mistakes are... It's not so much common mistakes. You'll get gluts of ideas and it's hard to know why. There was a glut of ideas, you know, online gambling... Um, Things set in television stations and in radio stations that are crazily stupid and all the DJs, it's like like cartoons that have names like this is Comedy Chris and this is, you know, and these are their real names. Um, And also, for some reason, lots and lots of scripts about two slacker ex-students who can't be bothered getting jobs sharing a house uh, male sharing a house with a feisty female who's got a job and one of them fancied them at college i don't know why but literally 10 to 12 scripts of that genre but again if you have a look on broadcast look on the broadcast website there's there's an area that called green light see what's recently been commissioned Go on the Channel 4 uh, Commissioner's website, the BBC Commissioner's website. Have a look what people want. Because if you're a writer, you're generating ideas. And a lot of the time, it's just looking for the right time for your idea. Just following on from that, I suppose my next question would be, when a script comes in that's right, what makes it right? What makes a script right? You just know. I think what you have with scripts is, and I'm sure that's the wrong answer, but I think what you have with scripts is this. 1% of them you'll just read and it will just talk to you. 99 was like that. If um, they're ever put on the writer's room, and there are scripts for Ideal and the Smoking Room and Two Pints of Lager on there, 
you read the script, they, they just jump at you. You can see the characters, you can visualise the situations, you can hear the humour. And when you read a good drama script, again, the story jumps out of you. When it's terrible, again, it's very easy. The, the difficulty is, obviously, all of those ones in the middle that aren't bad, but you really know they haven't got a chance of going anywhere in that format. And I think now... Really, if I can take that to a positive point, you have, you know, many more outlets. Content is king. You know, the internet, the rising digital radio, online radio, um, radio comedy, drama and shorts in general. The advent of so many more digital stations means there are many more outlets now. So don't just think, how do I get my drama on Wednesday night at nine o'clock or my comedy onto the My Family slot? Have a look at where you get in so that when you do begin approaching the BBC or Channel 4, you've got a repertoire of work that other people have bought. You can show what you've done. It doesn't have to be perfect because that's what production companies are there to do. Well, what do you perceive to be the difference? Writing for television and writing for film, or are the skills the same? I think, in some ways, film is far less forgiving in terms of your story. Um, And again, a book people should read is Robert McKee's story. And if you get the chance to go and see him live um, and go to one of his full-day seminars, that would be several hundred pounds very well spent. So I think that is the thing with film, that it's... It's much harder to sell and it's a much longer process. And so the cash-wise, it's very difficult. In terms of the story, you're really only telling one story and you've only got one shot at it, although you have a longer time. So it's more exacting. I would absolutely love to develop uh, features. I I suppose the nearest I've had is being in the office as various scripts and films were developed over several years. And working as well, as I did then freelance as um, as consultant and producer for Baby Cow, it covered the period when the parole officer and Snowcake were made, and watching the process, which at times you thought had disappeared, and then it came back. To be honest, it was it was much more than television about how do you raise the money. The stories were fantastic and and stood up on their own, but it really was much harder to get it made than it is to get something commissioned and that's hard enough what do you think about television programs that have then gone on to be films? i mean does that work because quite often it doesn't does it it doesn't always work but uh, again with comedy it can be brilliant cannon and ball the boys in blue never liked one tv the balls in the boys in blue is a fantastic film so i think television to film works brilliantly if for a start you have characters large enough to be cinematic but also if you don't just replicate the episodic nature of it, which is why something like Mighty Boosh could work very well, because it inhabits its own world, and you can recreate that world in, in as big a form as you can. What are you up to now? If you just want to talk about any scripts that are, you're developing or any interesting projects that you're involved in? Yeah, my work now is I am freelance. I'm working in development with a company called Lion Eyes in Manchester, but also working with a range of writers. And it's very difficult because it's a slow process. Um, there's a time travel idea. All I can say is there's a time travel comedy idea I'm working on based in Salford and a <laughs> comedy documentary and a, a serious timeline style documentary. And, 
I'm in the position now of everybody else who's freelance of having a portfolio full of ideas and budgets and proposals and taking them around trying to get them made. And a couple of them are in development and whether they'll see the light of day and hence buy me a new car, we'll see. Many thanks to Rick Michael and don't forget you can download other podcasts in this series from the NFN website. This podcast was produced for the Northern Film Network by Little Star.